but God um, called us and um, he taught us the things we needed to learn. And he used many, many deaf persons to help us learn some of those lessons that were important. What if writing a book is not just a way to transform the lives of many people, but also a way to create financial freedom and leave a legacy? Wouldn't you want to find out just how to do that? Well, that's what this show is all about. Hi, I'm Henneke Wodkiss, Porter speaker, coach, author of Podcast Power and the host of the Entrepreneurial You podcast, inviting you to listen to the Entrepreneur Secrets podcast brought to you by C. Ruth Taylor, best-selling in the author and the Caribbean's most trusted voice on entrepreneurship. Tune in for inspiration, information, and innovation to write and win with books. Get ready to dominate entrepreneurship. Greetings, entrepreneurs. Welcome to episode 50 of the Entrepreneur Secrets podcast. I'm your host, Siru Taylor, and this is a show that gives you the roadmap to take charge of your publishing and the stories and strategies to dominate entrepreneurship. Coming up in today's show, this is a very special edition of the show. On Friday, it will be Good Friday, and I really thought about using this show as a way to honor and pay tribute to Isilda Demarcado, one of my authors who passed away on Good Friday of last year. And uh, this is not a sad show, <laughs> but it also demonstrates uh, the importance of writing. And uh, last week, the memorial service was held for Isilda de Mercado. And one of the things that her daughter said in sharing is that during the final week of her mom's life here on earth is that she was committed to getting volume two of her book out. And we were able to complete volume one while she was still battling cancer. And so even though she was in pain, um, she was making the edits and the changes to ensure that volume two of her book, Faith Walk, would be published and that she would have left a legacy in writing so that her testimony of God's faithfulness would carry on. And it reminds me of what the Apostle Paul did in his final moments on earth while he was in prison. He asked for them to send him his books and the parchments and he was able to write and his writings have transformed lives for centuries long after he passed away. And so I want to ask you, how important is writing to you? Are you committed to leaving footprints behind by virtue of capturing your memoir, your story, and putting it in a book? So I want to challenge you to think about that. And so today you're going to hear the story, just a short version of Isilda and Tony Demarcada, I did this interview in 2020, and they talked about their missionary journey. 
All right, so just before we get into the interview with Isilda and Tony Demarcado, I just wanna share a resource to help you to win on your author journey and a resource that will help you to take charge. And that resource is Canva. Now, Canva is amazing. It has a free aspect and a paid aspect. And I have been using Canva for years now. It is Canva that has helped me to save on the cost for my book covers. I normally pay to get the front cover design done. And then for my own books, I learned how to build out the spine and the back cover in Canva. And so I'm, you can just go to canva.com and sign up for a free account. And Canva can help you to create, for example, if you do low content books, Canva can help you to create those low content books. That's like your journals, um, just simple books. You can use Canva for that. You can use Canva to create your freebies. Those are the little eBooks that you want to create or your lead magnets, the things you want to give away to collect emails. You can use Canva to do that. And uh, you can use Canva to create promotional videos. You can use Canva to create Instagram posts and different things in doing your content marketing and your book promotion. So most persons by now would know about Canva. And uh, I just want to point out that as a resource to help you to win on your author journey. In 2021, Good Friday, Silda passed away having battled cancer. And she was just so committed to the writing process that she was able to at least get Faith Walk Volume 1 out and it became an Amazon best-selling book. And she worked on Volume 2, which we will indeed publish because it meant a lot to her. So let's get on with the interview. Mr. and Mrs. Demarcado, <laughs> welcome to Caribbean Author Stories, part of our Entrepreneur series. It's good to have you. And I want you, you to tell the audience on Facebook more about yourself. You can each take turn and just tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello, I am Isilda Demarcado. I am Jamaican and um, my husband and I have served as missionaries to the deaf for a number of years. And um, one of the things that we experienced while serving as missionaries is recognizing how, how concerned God, God is about the little things every little thing is important and so we thought it would be good to write our story about some of the things we experienced while um working with the deaf in jamaica hello i am anthony and the lord called me years before i even surrendered and then when we finally surrendered, the Lord started to open the door and close doors that he wanted. 
and we got involved in that ministry by a miracle. Okay, so you 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 you've given taken us there on the edge. <laughs> you got involved in deaf ministry by a miracle. So tell us a little bit more, little bit about that miracle. Not too much because we want people to read the story. Mm -hmm. But what was that miracle? Well, our church, Portmore Missionary, at their first mission conference, and we were involved to the max. We did a drama and everything the first night of the meeting and the call, we made a call to full time. We answered the call. And at the end, the, the young man who did the presentation was telling us that we could come to Colombia and he started to tell us where the possibilities are. But in my mind, it was at this age now that, you know, when you are retired, you would go on a mission field. Lord <laughs> had other plans. The following Sunday, the close of the mission conference, everything went wrong at home. I don't think anybody ever had those problems. But I was obedient and listened to the wife, my wife, and she said, let's go to church. There's a blessing for us. We went and the worship service was over and a group of young people were signing and it hit me, even now I'm getting the chills. And it's like a voice said to me, this is where I want you to use the gifts I'm going to give you. Wow. And I said, yes, Lord, but you have to tell the wife, I'm not doing that. <laughs> it just, God just took over. And it, it has been a miracle so far. Awesome. So <laughs> God, God is, we can expect God to talk to us like that. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes exactly. He will touch our hearts. So that is how yes. God calls persons into ministry. All right. So what are some of the lessons that you learned while serving the deaf in Jamaica? Um, First, I learned that deaf people are people. They are people with the same, same, everything that makes us hearing people, people, they are the same for the deaf. The only difference is that they can't hear. And some of them can't speak because you cannot make a sound that you've never heard. Okay. So it's not that they can't speak, it's that they can't hear, so they can't reproduce the sounds that they can't hear. So that is one of the first thing I learned. I learned also that um, deaf people are able to do anything that they're interested in doing and that they have these skills and abilities for. Um, we, I've, I've noticed even some of the parents of those deaf persons limit them. They think they're deaf so they can't do this and they can't do that and that's not true. Deaf persons can do anything that they are trained to do and that they are interested in. They have a sixth sense in that they can see through you if your facial expression if you are mm -hmm. genuine or not, 
<laughs> it's true, so very true. So they can detect sincerity. <laughs> yes, they can know yes. if they come and tell you that that person is not a true Christian. Mark it down. Wow. Can you tell us a little bit more about the capacity in which you serve? The okay. Um, I went to work with the deaf as the assistant principal of the school. I served in different, different areas after that, but I went as the assistant, princ assistant principal. And that progressed. I did some counseling. I did, I've worked in the library and um, most important for me, I led um, the sign language choir. And that's important for me because they are the people that God used to call us. And then he had me working with them, taking them to different places. We've, um, I've gone to three different countries and all over Jamaica with them. So that for me was the most important part of, of my ministry. Um, sign language is beautiful, but when you see a deaf person um, ministering from the heart, it is so much better than when hearing people are signing, for me at least, because it's from their hearts. And so, you know, um, when hearing people sign, they sign because they like it or um, <laughs> it's a way to minister. But when yes, they yes. sign, they are signing, it's, it's their communicating with their God and letting you know how they feel about their God. And that makes it so much better for me. Well, awesome. my first involvement was the ride down to the school. I went down with a deaf young lady that tried to teach me the alphabet. <laughs> All I knew was smiling and waving the hand. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord just threw us in. And at first, as a Kingstonian, I was the farm manager. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you ended up being the farm manager coming from Kingston. <laughs> and at the end of the year, we made a profit. Okay. God, God is awesome. Wow. And the, the, this is just one of the many stories that I'm sure persons will be <laughs> yeah. reading in the book. So we don't want you to share all no. the stories. We want them to, <laughs> to, to get the, the book. So we're learning that deaf people are, are real people. Yes. And uh, they are smart. And what you shared is interesting. I don't think it's the first I've heard it, but it's good to hear it again that you cannot reproduce a sound that you've never heard. That is so interesting. <laughs> All right. So uh, I have some questions here. So if you see me looking down, <laughs> I have the questions here. What would you say to persons who feel a similar call, perhaps to serve the deaf, or they feel like God is calling them into a ministry that they have no experience prior experiencing, what would you say to them? God can be trusted. Mm. It doesn't matter what God is calling you into. Yes. If you know that God is calling you, trust him and obey him. 
because as Tony said, we knew nothing. Right. I like that. Um, deaf persons, when they want to really explain nothing, they just oh. knew nothing. <laughs> so you guys knew nothing. <laughs> but God um, called us and um, he taught us the things we needed to learn. And he used many, many deaf persons to help us learn some of those lessons that were important. And we found that God was there with us every step of the way. He never left us alone, not, not ever. He was always there with us. So trust God. If he calls you, be obedient, follow him, and he will surprise you. It's, it's important. Yes, you have your leaders at church, but the call has to be with you. You can tell them and they will say a lot of things to you. But when God calls you, as Silda said, he equips you and he opens the doors. As I tell everybody, God has made me look so good. <laughs> so brilliant. <laughs> Just by being obedient. How do you know, how do you know that it is God calling you and not just a voice in your head and you're not just being moved emotionally because you see a need? Well, at the first, we didn't see the need. We saw them signing up there and it came into my thought, look how we treat the deaf community and here God is using them to minister and we have so much potential, so much that God has given to us, and we have not used it. We just surrender. But um, it's about relationship. Okay. It's about relationship. Mm -hmm. You have to know, know God for yourself first. Right. So you know who God is, and you know how he works in your heart and in your life. And then... When he speaks to you, you, you will know that it is God who is speaking mm -hmm. because of the relationship that you have with him. We can't tell any person how God is going to speak to them because okay. God has no limits. He's not going to speak to you the way he spoke to us. Not okay. necessarily. Um, God knows you as an individual. And he knows how to relate, how to speak to you, how to um, touch your heart, how to um, get your attention. So um, for every individual, God is going right. to treat you as a person. So it's what he did to get our attention is not what he's going to do, not necessarily what he's going to do to get your attention. But you need to know from the relationship that you have with God for yourself when God is speaking. And um, he invites us to, to discuss things with him. He says, come, let us reason together, let us reason together. So, you know, if you think God is calling you, you're not sure, talk to him, mm -hmm. ask him, ask him to prove it, ask him to show you if it is really he who is he who is speaking to you. All right. Awesome. So, and I know when persons read the book, they will hear more about how you got confirmation <laughs> and how you knew 
that this was God. So we've been talking about the book. The book is Faith Walk, <laughs> Volume One, and it's it's your biography, it's your story, or it's more of a memoir because it's speaking about one aspect of your life. Why did you write this book? In the hope that some persons who may be struggling, who may be struggling with um, a call on their lives or, um, you know, just to give, give information about, um, God did not do any big things through us as, you know, if you're going to compare with some other missionaries who have done some amazing things. And um, one thing I want people to understand, God does things with you as an individual. And it's not about how big it is or how important it is about just being obedient, you know? Yeah. And um, I, I think that people can learn. I, I remember or, or the, the lady who was the principal when we first went to the school, she said she's always noticed that I, um, I make a big thing of the little things mm -hmm. because um, without the little things, we are not going to achieve the big things. The big things. Right. So um, I wanted people to understand that even if it's a little thing that God is calling you to do, you can still be obedient and God can still be glorified through you. Uh, amen. Anything, Mr. D? <laughs> yes. To share the faithfulness of God. Ah. You can trust God. Yes. He's a faithful God. And he loves everyone. And he's interested in everyone. And he can use anyone to accomplish his mission. His, his mission. Can you give us one example? I know you have a lot of exciting stories. <laughs> Okay. Having heard you guys many times, but give us one example of the faithfulness of God in response to your obedience. Well, it's recent. Father's Day. <laughs> I got a message, a picture of a family. Father and his two children, boy and a girl. And he said he could not find words to express how he feels about me and what I have done for him, only to tell me that he loves me. Uh. Um, what, what I want to add to what Tony has said, the person, the young man that he's talking about yes. got his job. He succeeded Tony in the job that Tony did at CCCD. He's Amen. in that, he's doing it. So, um, <laughs> here is somebody who was his student yes. and that student learned enough and saw enough to become the, the you know to go into that position that job that tony was doing at cccd and he's in it we, we left cccd in two, 2011 and he's been in that job from that time until now that's nine years. That is awesome. Uh, one of my thing is, well, God speaks to me through nature. 
And when the banana tree is going to die, <laughs> it sends up a shoot. And it says to me, your gifts must not die with you. No. Your legacy must continue. And so that young man is continuing the legacy. And your book <laughs> will ensure that the legacy continues because people you never meet years in the future of the Lord tarries, people will be reading it. And I'm sure God will touch their hearts and raise them up to continue ministering to the deaf. Ah, I think I have asked almost all the, the questions that are there <laughs> while the book was written. All right, so that's lovely. And that's a good note to end that because of the work you did, <laughs> A deaf student, he's, he's deaf, right? Yes, oh yeah. He has taken over from you. And for nine years, he's been carrying on. And, and, and that's succession planning. And he trained. I, I, after we left, I went back. And the day I went, he was training a hearing young man <laughs> to install <laughs> a door and to put on the lock. So the deaf young man was training a hearing young man. Yes. Yes. And he called me and said, see my father here. He's going <laughs> to come and check your work. And the young man got so nervous. But he did a good job. Amen. We give God good. thanks yes. for his faithfulness. <laughs> no, concerning your book. This is your first book. The other one is written. So we are not ready to release it yet. So if you've enjoyed this interview and if you know the Demarcados and their story, Faith Walk Volume 1, Obeying God's Call to Serve the Deaf in Jamaica by Antonia and Silla Demarcado. The cover is looking quite pretty. <laughs> and it's all blue talking about faith. You can go to Amazon and you don't need to have a Kindle. You can download the Kindle app. Get the memoir, it's a good read. And if you're contemplating ministry, whether it be among the deaf or elsewhere, this is just a good faith builder. And uh, just in this hard time, you know, people have lost jobs and things like that. And you're wondering, is God able to take care of me? When you read the story, you will learn more about the faithfulness of God. You're going to see many instances of God provided for them. And it's really going to build up your faith. So I want to encourage you to get the book and share it with your friends and family and write a review. So any final words, uh, Mr. and Mrs. DeMarcado, as we close out, any final words? Um, just want to say thank you to you, Kamika, and to those who have already bought the book and those who will buy the book. Um, thank you, and we, we pray and trust that this our, our story will help and encourage others to follow God where he leads, because he can be trusted. Amen. I trust that that interview blessed you and inspired you and that you also will be encouraged to write your book and leave a legacy in 
in in writing. Remember, one of the aims of this show is to remind you that you can use a book to transform lives, generate <laughs> lasting income or create financial freedom and leave a lasting legacy. So although Silda is gone, her book continues to speak. I believe similar to Silda, that long after my grandmother is gone, that this story, her story captured in this book, the voice grandma's amazing story of divine guidance in times of trouble will transform lives. My grandma is going to be, God willing, 87. And this is just a shortened version of her story, especially how being able to hear the voice of God <laughs> enabled her to go through that difficult time of raising nine children by herself. Just want to remind you that we're two episodes away from one year of podcasting. So 52 weeks of podcasting. I am still not 100% sure what I will do for episode 52. But if you have any suggestions, you can leave that in the comments section and I will give you a shout out. Once again, thank you, Antoinette, for responding to last week's episode. And uh, if you post a comment about the show, then I will give you a shout out. Just to remind you to take charge of your publishing, go penny to win it and dominate entrepreneurship. Ta for now, until next time. I'm Tamara Francis, educator and editor. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe and share the podcast with your network. If you'd like to increase your impact and income with books, visit authorpreneursecrets.com for more resources including the books, Pen It to Win It and Authorpreneur Secrets. Join the Authorpreneur Secrets Academy membership group for courses, coaching and community support to write, publish and win with books. Enrollment is in January and June each year. You may also sign up for one of Ruth's Publishing Made Easy courses or private coaching to write and publish your next book. Until next time, go pen it to win it.